I go, hey, are you ready? She goes, yeah, I guess. And I literally press the button. I go, okay, we're going live. She goes, wait, wait, what? Um, happy coffee with the coaches, guys. We're lopsided. I can't do it. I know. I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to try to go with it. You're supposed to tell me. We're lights like way lopsided. You just made it more just lopsided. the other way. Is that better? Mmm. Better? Okay. We're good. See, those of you who listen to the podcast, you, uh, you just don't get the full effect you when you don't get to time. see the craziness. Um, so. Coffee brought to you by. Starbucks and scooters. Um. Did you have the cup last week? Yeah, I think we I talked did. about. I think it was. Did I? Did yes, I did. I feel like that's what we talked about. The new yes, cup. The new cup. Um, good times. Now I think people know that I have a problem now because one of like my friends that I work out with, she goes, "Oh my gosh, you got the cup!" And I go, "Yeah." She goes, "I was at Hy-Vee the other day and I saw it and I thought of you and I almost bought it for you." I was, I have a problem. But she was like, "But." If my friends would just buy them for me, and then I wouldn't have to buy them. This That'd is a good. great segue, because I instantly felt loved as a two. My heart went, oh, she thought of me. <laughs> but the key was she almost she, almost. she didn't fall through, but she almost did. But she almost did, so she thought really hard about it, and Marissa was like, I crossed your mind? <laughs> um, which is a great segue, because we're going to be talking about... Well, this one is really... Um, how to set appropriate boundaries for yourself Mm -hmm. and work through how you kind of think things out um, uh, to optimize your health. And we were going to kind of play into um, Enneagram um, and talk about that and kind of talk about use a couple specific numbers um, and how um, that kind of plays into health behaviors. Right. Or at least learning more about yourself and what you struggle with what you do well and then so because the more that we know about ourselves the more that we can navigate making change and positive change for what we want to change and how to keep going because i am an eight which is the best number i'm just kidding there's not a better number um but i'm an eight they all suck equally i mean (laughs) very true um if you read through all the things um, now, I did a leadership retreat where we went through this, and I was talking with um, one of my other good friends um, that I've met through this like leadership retreat for women, and we're both eights, and we were like, shocker. Um, and so we kind of naturally gravitated towards each other. So if you ever wonder, hmm, like why do you gravitate towards certain people or like your tribe, when you actually dig into things like Enneagram, like it's not going to be very surprising if there's something similar or if there's something that you wing to, which is why you naturally have similarities with someone and you mm-hmm. might gravitate towards them. So we were chatting and she was like, I know that there's not a better or worse number, but like, I feel like the things that we struggle with, it's the worst. Like it's, it's like nobody has it as bad as us. And I looked at her and I went, I get it. I said, however, look at some of the other things that some of the other numbers maybe aren't good at. Would you want to be like that? And she was like, oh God, no. So it's one of those things that it's sometimes we feel like what we're bad at is like Mm -hmm. this super monumental detriment. Um, It's the same kind of like phenomenon of as like there could be a circle of people in a room. They all write down their problem on a piece of paper and then you've got to grab one back. So everybody puts their problems in the middle 
you're going to grab your problem and take it back. You probably don't want to deal with what anybody else has going on. And it's because kind of the devil you know is mm-hmm. much more comfortable than the devil you don't. And so it's about putting things in perspective. So there's yeah. not a better number. There's not a worse number. Yeah. There's not a number that it's easily to stay more fit than another number. Um, and so it's important, though, that we're using kind of Enneagram just to talk about when you learn how you do things, that can be a game changer um, for how you can start implementing different things in your life that you want to implement. So if you aren't able to exercise as much as you want or you struggle sticking with a meal plan, maybe you change jobs every six to eight months and you've never really been able to figure out why. Yep. Relationships, so many different things. Learning more about yourself can kind of peel back the layers on mm-hmm. some of those things and some of the decisions and why. So we're going to kind of tie that stuff into how you can set healthy boundaries, reach your health and fitness goals, and just scratch the surface because we would literally need a 37 week. hours straight to talk about this. Um, so I'm an eight. I'm very direct. Shocker. Okay. I'm also really good at setting boundaries, which means shocker. When I put my mind to something, it's going to happen. Whether the people around me want it to happen or not, or that's where we're going. So I've explained to some people, so some people are just like, you know what? You did a couple bodybuilding shows and owned a business and this, like, I don't know how you did that. I, I'm just not as disciplined as you. I'm just not. And I was always like, I did it cause well, I had to do it. Like I had to do That's it. Just what was. And then I learned boundaries are actually very, very easy for me. Mm-hmm. So I can set those boundaries of like, nope, I got to do that. I also learned, though, that when I'm stressed, I tend to, like, retreat. Um, And then I've also learned a lot of different things about how and why I choose to exercise. Mm -hmm. And I learned that we always need to kind of make things about positive things. Um, And achievements for me is basically how I keep my core fear from happening or I think I keep my core fear from happening. And so exercise, fitness, food, being lean, opening up a business, graduate, like all of the achievements, it was like, that's what I'm doing to keep my core fear from happening. So then every time I achieve something, it was like, okay, great. I got to just go get the next thing. So my, um, that was my outlet. So even though it looked like it was pretty easy for people, it was actually coming from a place of pain. And so I've had to really heal that to keep things like super positive. Right. Um, and so Marissa, on the other hand, is a two. What do twos do really well? Help other people. The, the two is the helper. Um, we also are really good at... I don't know. We're, a lot of, we're good at a lot of things. We're good at helping people. No one's going to, well. Why are you trying to get at? So She's no one's like gonna, the Enneagram master. So no one's going to care more than a two. Yeah. And not that eights don't care because eights care fiercely. And we have really big problems with injustices. Mm-hmm. So like if I see bullying, I will lose my mind. And if you've been bullied by me, it's because you did something to someone else. <laughs> and then I was very upset. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, a hard I was personally victimized by Missy. I'll be like, no, it's because you I, you did it. something. And I was like, no, um, what else? They're really good gift givers. Yes, we are. 
they really we're really good listeners they really spend most of their time a two is going to be the person that's really going to notice the most and this doesn't mean that other numbers don't but a two is really going to notice if somebody's not okay Mm -hmm. they're going to pick up on a lot of emotional cues they're going to like sense like i need to help this person Mm -hmm. and they feel love by helping helping other people and being needed so as a two what is very hard for you saying no saying no all the time all the time what else is hard for you setting boundaries setting boundaries so if marissa has cardio planned if somebody tells me they need me for something else i'm not doing my cardio that night and it was 100 percent. yeah i did it last night i literally was on my way to the grocery store to go home and prep all of my meals and then a friend of mine that i don't get to see very often asked me to hang out and what did i do go hang out with them and watch them prep their meals and help them cook their food and i did none of mine i didn't even plan that and it was perfect so this is why we kind of invited you guys to take the test or to just turn the mirror on because oftentimes they're like, why am I so bad at this? Yes. Why can't I just not conquer this? And this could be anything. We're talking about it in the realm of, like, health and fitness. Right. But Marissa's not bad at anything. Like, it's, she has a natural pull to put other people first. Yeah. And to put her needs last. So as a two, I would constantly be coaching them on, you have to be aware of those things. Mm-hmm. And you have to fill your cup first. As an eight... I naturally want to fill my cup up because actually, depending on others, makes me nervous because I don't trust anybody. So it's easier to just do all the things myself. So it's much easier for me to be regimented in my schedule because I'm going to get in the things that I need to do. Because as an eight, we're almost opposite of a two. I don't want to depend on anybody because when you depend on people, you can be let down. As a two feeling needed is how she feels loved so she's not skipping out on cardio no because she doesn't love herself but she's like oh my god my friend wants to hang out with me i'm in in doing it <laughs> love it so it's important to understand because what do we work on all the time with you boundaries boundaries 24 7 and setting yourself up for success yes so if marissa was my nutrition client yeah. i would maybe say okay so we know that you're a two which is amazing and you do so many awesome things and the world would be a awful place if we didn't have twos. Okay. Um, fun fact, most of my coaching staff are twos. Weird. I love a good two. My mom's a two. Yes. Um, I love Tony's all two. the helpers. But, and I'm constantly, you know, trying to help Tony with boundaries as well. Because yep. um, I'm over here, eights are like, say no, say no. Say no louder. And she's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and so it's important. Okay. So the world would be a very sad place without twos and we would probably not get anything done if there weren't eights yeah <laughs> but i'm so if marissa was my nutrition client and this is just an example so that yeah. you guys kind of like follow along we would work on boundaries but i don't want to change her i don't want to be her any different but she if she's getting bummed that she's not hitting mm-hmm. her health and fitness goals mm-hmm. well that's my job as a coach to help so i would say when can we set up your exercise or your meal prep where there is little chance that it would interfere with activities with other people. Because I know mm-hmm. she is going to be less successful if there's a chance that somebody might need her. 
And so I don't want to tell her to stop helping people. Right. But hey, what about starting to use the language? You know what? I'm going to go get my groceries. Can we meal prep together? Yeah. And you're like, I could have done that. Could have done that. Or, hey, what stuff can we get done in the morning when maybe a lot of people are at work? Mm-hmm. Or what are some different things? So maybe we can get up in the morning and do some things. What is a way you could set yourself up to get your needs met mm-hmm. with little chance that someone else might need you? And then as a parent, being a two, that usually manifests itself as like, I had to get all the kids, like, had to get their lunches ready. We had to get them up. We had to do this. We do this. My same thing. Is there a time in the morning that you could get up before anybody's up to fill your cup first? Is there a way that you can say, you know what? Husband or wife, okay, at 8 p.m., I'm handing them over. I got to go do this. I need your help. Asking, Asking someone else for help. So when you know the way that you are, which is spot on, by the way, because I am my most productive when uh, everyone is at work when nobody needs me. I can't work at night. It is after 7 p.m. It's hard for me to work at night because there is so much going on with other people. My most productive time is usually from like 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Where, where she's like, okay, everybody's busy. Everyone's busy. I can just literally sit by myself. And it feels Not great. Be- yeah, and it feels great. Not because it's because I am a people person and I am mm-hmm. easily distracted by everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, using another example. So three is the achiever. Yep. They wear a lot of masks. So they're always trying to be the best possible thing that they need to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And they sometimes, um, don't really know who they really are. Um, or have a hard time being who they really are because they've just had to be all of these things to everybody and all these different... So they're kind of like the jack of all trades Mm -hmm. um, and the perfectionist because everything has to be perfect, all these things. Um, As a coach, I might ask them, why are you killing yourself in the gym? Or maybe the same time, similar to a two, why are you not going to the gym because you're trying to be all these other things? So really trying to get at... What do you really want? What would you want to accomplish if you didn't have all these masks on? Okay. So it's important that again, when you know how you are, then we can start actually digging into what do you individually need to be successful? Because what Marissa needs and what I need are two completely different things, um, which is another reason why you can have a conversation with someone. And you're leaving the conversation thinking it went one way. And the other person is like, whoa. And they have a completely different reality. Yeah. And it's because all the numbers hear things differently. Okay. Using Terrence as an example. Terrence is a five. Fives often feel super depleted by the world. Mm -hmm. And they retreat and they isolate. Guess where Terrence thrives? Working out alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. He loves coaching in the group. But it's like, if Terrence is going to do something, it's mm-hmm. usually done alone. Mm-hmm. He needs to conserve his energy, a little bit more introverted. So, like, as a five, if a five is thinking that all they need to do is group stuff all the time. So, like, it could be somebody like, you know, I'm trying to motivate myself, but, like, I'm just so, like, the thought of coming to the gym is so exhausted, exhausting. Yeah. Personal training is probably going to be better for that person. Mm-hmm. Okay? Zoom nutrition coaching is probably going to be better with that person. It's... Again, looking at the ins and outs on what is your outlook on life? What are your core fears? What really motivates you? When you can actually figure out what motivates you, 
it's literally like you've just made yourself into a puppet that then you can get to do all of these different things. Marissa, what motivates you as a two? Helping people. What do you mean what motivates me? Okay, what's your core fear? To not be needed. Or loved. Or loved. And so then what motivates you? Being good enough. And being needed. Being needed. Being needed by the So then, and they want to help. So then if you're like, yeah, Marissa, I don't need you. She's like, what just happened? Okay. Um, My core fear, since I made Marissa, we also share that with the other numbers. So an eight's core fear is that they will be basically rejected or betrayed. Or abandoned. Or abandoned. So what do you do? So I literally try to control everything, win everything and control (laughs) all aspects. So then that thing doesn't happen. So what motivates me is, well, if I just prove that I'm just this and this and this and this, well, then nobody will want to leave or then everything will be fine. If I just, and if I just do all of these things myself, so like I actually have to ask for help. Because I will burn. Because not only am I going to help other people, but then I'm still going to do the things that I need. Yes. But then that's just burning the candle on both ends. So I have to learn to ask for help. But realize we're doing the same thing, but for very Very different reasons. We're all helping people, Mm -hmm. but for very, very different reasons. Yep. And I actually know a lot of eights that struggle with food and exercise because you can't control an eight. So my core motivation with food and exercise stemmed from a, um, I got to take care of myself. I got to be strong. I got to be in control. I don't want people to leave like those things. And Mm -hmm. I had to heal that. And I constantly have to work on that. I know a lot of eights that when they're told, well, you need to exercise. You can't tell me what to do. Well, you need to, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to eat this chicken and be sad. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. So that's where it's. Just because you're a certain number doesn't mean that any of these things are easy. Mm-mm. It's just making, it's just finding out, okay, what is kind of your jam and then how you can use your strengths to your advantage, but then also being mindful of your weaknesses yeah. and then how you can play it a little bit to set yourself up for success. So Terrence, there's a reason why he's, the coach that everybody's like, he's so educational. He's so knowledgeable. He's, he just, he wants, it's because fives are the researcher that they geek out. They want to know like the ins and outs of everything. And then even if they know it, they're going to read more about it. They're going to study it. And he wants to share that with the world. So fun fact, if Terrence talks a lot, it's because he's comfortable with you because fives actually don't really communicate that much they have so much going on in their head and then it's usually like sure is what comes out (laughs) so it's like i've learned that like if terrence gives an engaged conversation oh my god he is so comfortable with you and so it's kind of like sit back for the ride and don't reject him on that otherwise he will lock right back up (laughs) and it's but it's because so it's like you learn oh my gosh like he must care so much that he's kind of stepping out of his comfort zone to mm-hmm. share what he knows because he just wants to help so much. And mm-hmm. then that's like an awesome thing. And so, um, again, um, it's just funny how everybody's different. Um, ones are weird. Shut up. <laughs> um, I found ones, my love battery I know. again. 
ones are Superman's and ones are one of those things where they need to be good at everything. Okay. Yeah. They need to be really, really good at everything. And so I've seen, um, that work really well for health and fitness things. Yeah. And then I've seen it go right the other direction where it's like, Ooh, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. And then they almost have that feeling of like, oh, I can't do that. Like, I'm not good at any of those things. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do any of that. And then that trips their not being good enough feeling. Yep. And then it's like, ooh, the gym is intimidating. It's not scary. I am not doing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do something else that I can be really, really good at. And then I'm getting that immediate feedback. So, like, if I was coaching a one, yeah, I would help them devise a plan because they're an optimizer we would need to be super efficient with their meal prep. We would have to cut out all of the fluff. Yeah. It would have to be something very to the point and concise steps that they can follow. And it has to be something that we are like eliminating the, any kind of discussion of like failure yes. and really, really highlighting like it's a process. It's n- exercise is nothing that you're good or bad at. It's a journey. It's learning. So everything that I would talk about with a one would be like, this is a journey. You're on a journey with push-ups. You're on a journey with back squats. And so it's just learning, again, what that person needs, how they need to look at things. So if you're out there right now and you're like, well, I'm a one, that kind of makes a lot of sense. It's hard for me to do things that I'm not good at. It's trying to flip the lens a little bit. And it's instead of having it be outcome-based, you're either good or you're bad. You're either winning or you're failing have it be this is my chance to just I'm learning I'm learning because you're not going to tell a five-year-old learning how to read that they suck or that they're bad at reading well they're five yeah they're in the process of learning how to read right and so learning is a organic thing it's a constantly evolving thing that you can't you know you can't be good or bad like that you can always get better you can always obtain more information and so seriously if you haven't taken that test yet um it is very fascinating to find out, um, oh, yeah, I probably knew that about myself, but I didn't, I would have never looked at it in that lens. Yes. So you what, were aware of it. You yeah. just kind of tried to just shove it away a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's important to, like, um, I constantly hear from people struggling with health and fitness. It's, they get so upset because they're, like, which is why we talk about that it's hard to go to the gym some days. Like you're not going to be motivated all the time, but I'm, it's so sad sometimes when people are like, I feel like this is just hard for me. Or like, why can't I ever do this? Like, why can't I ever seem to get any momentum going? Well, sometimes you need to figure out what your core motivations are because you don't need to change. We want you to be you. It's you're doing amazing things being you. It's just how can we set you up for success by now knowing your core motivations. Right. A lot of um, the numbers, um, it's very easy to put other people first. Nines. Nines um, really struggle with feeling like their presence matters. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just go with the flow of yep. what everybody wants to do. Yep. So one of the nine's best thing in the world to do is to team up with somebody that is already interested in health and fitness. Yes. So shout out to Marissa's best friend, Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. It's Mackenzie does good because she works out with Marissa. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like, what are we doing today? What are we? Yeah. And it's, and that's not good or bad, no. but it's, I would tell a nine, we need to find social support with people that want the same things that you yes. do. Your presence does matter. They want you there. Go after your goals. I've had a couple of nutrition clients that were nines and they would come into sessions and it would be, I'd be like, okay, how did it go? And they were like, okay, well, um, my, you know, um, husband doesn't like protein. So I kind of had to hide that cause I didn't want to get into the conversation about that. And then, well, we had people over for breakfast. And so like, I didn't want to like have something else for myself. So I just made a bunch of stuff. So I just ate whatever they had. And then I didn't really want to go out, but then people were asking me to go out. And so I was like, well, wherever you want to go. And then they pick some, and it just this, and I'm like, okay, how long have you been putting everyone else first and kind of dulling down the things that are super important to you? And they were like, I thought we were going to talk about broccoli. Like, I thought we were talking about food. Why are we not talking about food? And I was like, well, it's important to talk about those things because that's leading to your decisions about food. Right. That's leading to your decisions about exercise. Yep. And so, um, again, and we only dug into a couple of the numbers. Um, sevens. Sevens need things to be super intense. Yeah. Um, a seven exerciser is somebody that's like doing something for two weeks and switching to something else. Everything has to be the best, the most exciting the craziest, like I did biking and then I was like, I got sick of that. I'm going to go do this. And so they might find themselves jumping around. So we would be working on very, very different things with a seven than we would with a nine. And so again, um, even if you don't take the test, it's asking yourself the questions. Yeah. What do you do? Well, what are the obstacles that hold you back? And then, um, how can you set yourself up for success? Because, um, it is amazing how many times those things really make or break the choices. Jackie is breaking the printer over here. And then she's like, sorry. It's not pushed in all the way. Who even are you? I got you. She's a two. I realized I might be in the shot, so I backed up. Oh, my God. Now, I will say, it is. I know, I know. I'm testing. Oh, okay. Nobody's doing I know, shocker over here, just whatever. I will say, though, as an eight, the ultimate boundaries setter, being in an office with two twos, gets really stressful. And I'm not going to lie, I feel like my mom and Marissa band together a lot. And they're usually, it's usually two against one. And uh, she's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to, yeah, it happens. She's like, I think your mom is great. And I'm like, what? Everybody's attacking me. Which is fine because then I just yell and how she is and do this. Yeah. Um, what would be your best piece of advice for people like, oh, God, do I want to know more about myself? <laughs> how it's, has it changed for you? I am one of those people that if I don't see it, then it doesn't exist. I do it with my bank account. If I don't look at it, it never happened. And I didn't spend that money. And it's cool. <laughs> so the opposite. I'm such a control freak. She gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> like, just talking about that makes me like, uh, yeah. <sighs> I do it all the time. That's how I live my life. On the edge. <laughs> so, same thing with my personality. Like, I knew I had flaws. Kind of like I knew I probably had a negative bank account. It's just, if you just ignore it, it didn't happen. Um... So when you're kind of put in this position where, like, you have to take this test, like, well, for we had to take it for work, I had to actually sit down 
and sit in this like uncomfortableness like okay we're opening up this like can of worms that like i know that they exist but now i actually have to face it like front on Mm -hmm. um and then just like me like what's one of my wings i turn into like when i'm like in my growth path i turn into so you and this is like down the rabbit hole if you want more information i can give you some things to follow like on instagram right some books to read but so you wing you can wing to either direction yes so marissa's a two one i'm an eight seven so with me being a two wing one okay i wing towards the more organized side when i am like efficient and i'm in my growth stage or kind of when i'm like feeling good about myself so once I could finally, once I finally opened up that can of worms and I can look at it and be like, okay. And I could see like, this is my flaw. And like, yep, this is what I do. Okay. Now I can be organized and I, I can look at it and be like, okay, this is what I need to change. This is what I can work on. Um, so like setting boundaries is something that I've constantly been working on since January and I have gotten better at it. I have a few things that I need to work on, but I have gotten so much better with it. Um, cause that was my biggest thing is I am a toxic people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like my needs aren't being met, I become very aggressive and I become very passive aggressive, honestly. And then it's also self-sabotaging, like yes. bring on the flaming hot Cheetos. Yes. Bring yes. on the, and then it's the opposite. Thing. Exactly. So that's something I've been working on. It's mm-hmm. helped me so much. What were you going to yeah. say? Well, and it just, it was funny too. Cause like with me, because exercise or having the, like when it was, learning more about myself in like the negative realm that I was like, if I just am the best athlete or have the perfect, like Mm -hmm. all of these things to be good enough. So people don't leave or betray me or like those things. It's like, I'm the opposite. I will like, it's like, Oh, got to hit the gym more. I got to hit my food more. Like I control more. So like what I'm stressed, like, I let comfort, go. I need yes. fluffy things. I need yeah, I let go of everything. But when I'm good, then I am like yeah. I got my food. I'm at the gym doing my cardio. Yeah. I don't miss a lift. Like yeah. I'm in it. And when I'm good, everything kind of flows. It's I'm a little bit more relaxed, more a little bit more laid back, a little yeah. bit more balanced. So like Marissa can tell when I'm super rigid and like it's like boom 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 boom, and then it's like little little snappy but like multiple workouts a day food is like rob calls it hangry (laughs) like all of those things um and then it's like "Mm, i think it's missy's stress like she's like yeah narrow focus like way a little bit like too rigid with things and then it's like marissa i'll be like why did you have four pieces of chocolate i was like how many of those you're like leave me alone (laughs) like so it's but we can see and so that's where it's just interesting too because it's like it helps with relationships it helps how you talk to people but moral of the story it's really really easy to blame a gym it's really easy to blame the workouts it's really easy to blame food well that diet didn't work this coach sucked this this um and we're not perfect no but that's where it's being able to really dig down and find out a little bit more about why you do the things that you do can help set you up for success. Mm -hmm. Because if you know what your tendencies are, we can try to plan around it. Yes. Like a good one, but it is like, yes, I would have, I would have immediately said, Oh, Oh my God, just go get your groceries and then meal prep together. And that probably would have been a really cool experience. Yes. But instead and then you're like and now it's 10 o'clock and then i sit here and i go okay and i have no food and i'm sad (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so little things like that seriously guys even if you don't take the test um 
journal about it. Write down, yeah. like, find out your self-sabotaging tendencies. Find out or write down what it, what, are, what it gets in the way of your exercise and your food. And then that's the first step. All right, guys. Homework for next week. We'll see you later, guys. Okay, bye.